Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, work the morning show. Everybody's all over the place. We're just making do. Holly and I are here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Um, Bradley will be back with us on Wednesday if you're keeping track, but I hope you'll uh, stick with these opinionated ladies today because we got yeah. opinions. All right. So um, I did a little digging in that big uh, document dump uh, involving Ghislaine Maxwell and Virginia Giffrey, who's one of the accusers of Jeffrey Epstein. She's the one who originally went by Jane Doe. Uh, and then a number, but I can't remember the number. Doesn't matter. But eventually decided to come forward, and um, she felt like it was important in order to really um, kind of be a voice for the many women, young women, I should say children, who were trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. So this was a civil suit that occurred, I think, in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um and these are the, the the documents from that that dumped. I did not get a chance to read the entirety of Virginia Giffrey's um, deposition, but I did read the documents that basically were like the, the argument by the prosecution. And it was interesting. In fact, it was nasty. Oh! That's nasty. Nasty! That's nasty. Oh, there is some stuff in there, and it is not for the faint of heart. And so a a couple notable things. One of them is that they are talking very openly in, in this case about the age of the young women and the hunger that Jeffrey Epstein had specifically for this age group. What's the age group? Um, Well, now that's interesting you should say that because the defense was arguing that uh, they really were focused more on 16 and up Um, as though that makes it better. But there's a story in there about a 15-year-old who um, found herself on the island, didn't know how she had gotten there. Ghislaine Maxwell had taken her her passport. When she made it back to the mainland, she was trying to explain what had happened, but wasn't able to adequately really explain it because, number one, Ghislaine Maxwell had scared her into not talking 
which is a theme. And um, and she had seen some stuff that she had not been prepared to see. Sure. So she was probably processing. Yeah. All of that. And, and she uh, in in this in this document, this 15 year old explained that they they being Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein and others, because oftentimes there were other people involved, tried to have sex with her and she was able to get away. Um, another thing that is in these documents is that Jeffrey Epstein uh, told the young women specifically Virginia Giffrey, that it he needed to um he needed to achieve uh full sexual pleasure oh. at least three times a day. It was a biological thing for him. Oh my god. You see receipts oh. from Amazon for books that he ordered about keeping sex slaves. Stop it. I'm stop. dead that stop. I am dead serious um there (laughs) is a number of messages from those you remember when you like in the 80s and 90s those pink while you were out pads that's that you know my mom would bring them home and i'd play secretary with them but um they were just message pads yeah the pink message pads there's like a whole like four pages of those message pads with messages like um so and so wonders like name redacted wonders if she needs to come at two or can she finish school for the day? They show those messages, those memos in the docu series Jeffrey yes. Epstein, Filthy Rich. Yes, man, these people were ruthless with having a paper trail. This just proves to the point that we made last week. Like Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell were operating like they were above the law. Absolutely. Above the law. Absolutely. There's another bit um from another one of the girls who was um I for I mean who was trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein, I guess I'll say. And this one involves um this one involves Prince Andrew. And I was trying there isn't an example or at least in the documents I was looking at there was not an example of this particular picture. We've all seen the picture of um Virginia Giffrey with her arm around um, Prince Andrew and his arm is around her bare waist and Ghislaine Maxwell is in the background and it's clearly taken at Jeffrey Epstein's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've all seen that picture, but there was another one from the club that they were at that night, I think called Club Tramp. Yes, that was the club. I believe it's in London. Yeah. And it's a members only club. Right. And so uh, from what i could discern from the language in this part of the in, the in this part of the trial or the hearing um there was another young woman who was trafficked by i should say girl who was trafficked by jeffrey epstein who was being pictured with prince andrew prince andrew and virginia giffrey was sitting next to prince andrew she had a puppet on her lap and Prince Andrew made the puppet touch Virginia Giffrey's breast while he put the other girl on his lap and used his hand to touch her breast. That's nasty. That is I don't a picture that exists in the world. I I don't mean to laugh and I don't mean to chuckle because these are these are really serious violations that happen to these people. Mm-hmm. But it's the absurdity of it all. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The absurdity of these people abusing these women. 
And then the fact that we're learning more and more about Jeffrey Epstein, about Ghislaine Maxwell, about people like Prince Andrew, who operate like they live in a world where their behavior has absolute zero consequence. Oh, yeah. And in fact, we're going to flaunt it in front of your face. Yeah. Because what can you do about it? Yeah, it's there. It's it's the behavior as though they are above the law. Yeah. And in many ways, and this is the worst part that I think we as a society need to deal with. They were yeah. above the law mm-hmm. because according to the documents, Ep- Epstein said on multiple occasions that thus and such powerful figures owed him. So in some way, he had secrets on them. And so he was above the law because he had made it so that he was above the law. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I'm Just straight up, that is a problem. Okay, are we going to talk about that real nasty thing about Prince Andrew? Oh, yeah. Because, you got yes, it. Yes, again, laughing because it's so absurd. Preposterous. Preposterous that this is a thing. Now, I want to preface this. To the foot fetish community out there, live free mm. and indulge in, in what gets it going. Safely. Safely. Mm-hmm. Can, with consent. Uh, can, consensually. Consent. Yeah. Consent, consensual foot fetishes we're here for. <laughs> we're, we're here for We support you. that. We support you and your sexy feet. However, there was a headline. Now, this is all coming from a book prop, uh, proposal that J- Virginia Giffrey wrote mm-hmm. called The Billionaire's Playboy Club. And she's talking about the fetishes of Prince Andrew, let's be honest. She says of Prince Andrew, he loved my feet and even licked between my toes. Oh. Oh. But he, she also said with her, uh, with Prince Andrew, that it was just... This was just another, she, to him, was just another body, essentially. And I'm paraphrasing that. You know, to Prince Andrew, Virginia Giffrey is not a human being. Yeah. Not, a, not an individual with hopes, dreams, ambitions. No. Uh, multitudes. Not, she, she, not an individual no. whose, whose own future and present has been ripped from her by a rich, powerful man who is trafficking her. Exactly. And the way that these people, and we're reading all about this, that that they were dehumanized and victimized by these people who don't care a lick about these other people's humanity. They do not care about the uh, humanity of Virginia Giffrey because she goes on to say, allegedly, in this book proposal that there is a lack of passion in the intimacy we shared. To him, I was just another girl. And to me, he was just another job. You know, and that's the thing, you know, the girls, the girls who were trafficked by Epstein referred to what they did as work. Yeah. Um, Which when you when you imagine that um, how young they were and that, you know, for for many of them, maybe they had had some sexual encounters prior, but perhaps they hadn't really and their the bulk of their young life was filled with sexual encounters that were not healthy because these were kids who were being abused mentally physically verbally by adults yeah and oh. yeah how you know and then putting into that context well how would they not know mm-hmm. that this was quote unquote work um 
I do want to just kind of uh, tie a tie a bow around this a gross bow. All right. Um, by letting people know that the the one of the final pieces of this major trove that dropped last week is the um the uh deposition thank you of Ghislaine Maxwell that was held up last week because her lawyers were trying to get in the way of that being released and in fact now it will be sealed until at least September 22nd um her lawyers were able to um prove that these highly quote highly intrusive documents about her sex life would uh get would get in the way of her ability to have a fair trial in the current um charges. So, you know, hey, it's going through the criminal justice system and if it needs to go at this pace, it needs to go at this it, pace. It just needs to go at this yeah. pace and we'll have to stand by for but that. But no doubt at some point they will be made public. No doubt. <sighs> When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all that dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, friends. Hello. Oh my gosh, the hits against Ellen just keep on coming. Man, it is going from bad to more bad to badder. It's from bad to to more bad to worstest. (laughs) (laughs) I have to make up words to describe all of it. So, uh, the headline today on Us Weekly is that a former Ellen DeGeneres show producer is talking about what she describes as a toxic host. That's how she describes Ellen. Uh, And this producer says she is who she is. So more and more people are continuing to speak out against Ellen DeGeneres and the toxic culture at her show. One former producer, her name is Hedda Muscat, and she joined the Ellen show in 2003 when the series was still in development. And she talked to the rap and this story was just published today and said that she noticed a culture of fear from the very beginning. She said, I had never seen this before. I had never been around a toxic host. She worked on the Howie Mandel show and the Martin Short show prior to working for Ellen. She said the executive producer, Ed Glavin, contributed to the negativity in the office, recalling one incident where he allegedly screamed at a crew member during a staff meeting. Mm -hmm. And she says that she just remembers waiting for Ellen to say something to him, but she giggled instead. Well, oh, you know. wow. All right. Uh, this former producer, Hedda, says that uh, Ellen crossed her legs up on the chair and she said, well, I guess every production needs their dog. And from then we knew Ed was going to be the barking dog, her dog. You could see everybody's faces go. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stiff. We're professionals, we're adults, we don't need a dog to get us to do our jobs. She was the only one giggling. I that's oh, that there's like some weird, like, I don't know the right word for it, but like uh joy that she seems to get from watching other people squirm well, because because we've well and to that oh, point because, because she's monetized that and made I it in those uh game that shows game that of does. games or whatever it's yeah. called, i can't watch that show yeah. no it isn't funny to me yeah and the way that she sort of i mean I, she's the host of it but the sort of way she sort of stands there and and takes pleasure out of people having the floor ripped out from under them and like I just I don't know it's I it makes me very uncomfortable. And she's done lots of bits like that on her show too. For there sure. was one bit that stood out to me that happened I, a, a number of years ago, but she had a hidden camera in the green room and she allowed people oh, yeah. to take some swag. Some people took a couple extra pieces of swag and then she shamed them for doing that on yeah. the show. Yeah. 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 I know. It just makes me uncomfortable. But there's some of that. I don't know. And you hear mixed reviews about the scaring. Like she's promised celebrities who say, don't, please don't do it. And then she does it anyway and she scares them and they freak out. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. I don't know. This uh, former producer says that she was not impressed by Ellen DeGeneres' apology and kind of cry that they're going to do better she said it will not make a difference because she is who she is and um yeah sources are saying that ellen feels betrayed by the people coming forward and wants out of the show this is just going to get messy before Mm -hmm. it gets cleaner yeah i can imagine (laughs) that ellen's people are talking behind the scenes on how they can end her contract early because i think she only renewed for a couple more seasons and she has a lot of guest hosts stipulated in the contract so it's like she kind of has one of those johnny carson deals where she only has to show up like three days a week oh that's a great deal that's a deal that's a power deal right there (laughs) (laughs) i will say i have some friends who work in um, talk show, the talk show world in LA, and they say this is this is so an open secret. I mean, everybody knows this. That it's I mean, been a brutal place to work. We've known this because we follow the blind items. Yeah. Um, the uh, the person who writes the blind items that we use for Blinded by the Item, uh, NT Lawyer with Crazy Days and Nights dot has never had a kind thing to say about Ellen, or rather, has always been upfront about who Ellen seems to be behind the scenes mm-hmm. i just feel this like makes me so sad it well it does it, i don't or, know or is it just like high reality calling i know hello but hello. nobody be can be way. there's lots of people that are nice agree tv and then they're nice too right mm-hmm. right but at the same time you we cannot hold people to an impossibly high standard no. of kindness and i do think that there it reminds me honestly of rosie o'donnell oh, totally. and how how you know when when it came out that maybe she wasn't as you know 
you know, she wasn't slingshotting koosh balls behind the scenes. People do not like working for her, FYI. See, that's the thing, is that when people found out that she wasn't as great behind the scenes as she seemed to be on on the show, it ruined her career. I know, I do think, though, that people are willing to give people grace. You know, aren't you willing to say, like, listen, Ellen could have a bad day, or maybe she's, like, not super personable, or whatever, and... Comedians in particular are notoriously tricky personalities. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think the grace comes from, there is grace to that, but there is something in particular about the kind of image that Ellen is projecting. Yes. And that she has monetized it in a way that I think is not, authentic and i think people are feeling well it's also not fair to shame other people for behavior that you don't think is appropriate but then you're also doing doing it and and this is my thing is like she can have a bad day and not be always you know on and not be but when 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 it becomes an issue of actively being unkind to people yes. and rude and and borderline abusive, mm-hmm. then we have to have a conversation. You're totally right. Yeah. Right? And, and when that's who you are, that's yeah. the pattern of who you are. Yeah, and you can take care of strangers through certain bits on your show and you can be all nice, but then at the end of the day, the actual people that you're supposed to be taking care of who get your job done at the end of the day, you treat them like crap. That's kind of... That, I, that's I, not yeah. good. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Joanna Gaines gave a tour of the newly opened homeware store, Magnolia Home oh, in I, Waco, Texas. Don't you want to go? I bet it's like oh, shiplap ship for days. Yeah, it's not even too shiplappy. It actually looks like pretty minimalist and one thing you're noticing guys i just want to give you a little bit of you know home decor advice is that (laughs) i'm not seeing a lot of gray gray has been everywhere for a while and then designers have been saying that gray is on the way out it's much more like warm wood and um pretty like ivory neutrals not the gray so just okay noted when you're online shopping noted thank you elizabeth (laughs) reese for your style points etc uh, and we need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, 651-641-1071. Uh, 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on My Talk 107. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. His work in the morning show while Jason's out of town. He'll actually be back with us on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Holly and I are hanging out with you. And this, my friends, is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today? We have John on the phone. And what, pray tell, is John playing for? John is playing for a fabulous, one-of-a-kind MyTalk 107.1 t-shirt. Ooh, how exciting. John, you know how this works. Yes, I do. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Donnie and Marie have what last name? Osmond. What is the name of Brandy and Monica's hit 1998 song? Wayne and Garth live in what Illinois town? Uh, Skokie? Nope. Pass. Who created the characters Jay and Silent Bob? Uh, Kevin Smith. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey have hosted what award show together? Golden Globes. What is the name of Brandy and Monica's 1998 song? Pass. Wayne and Garth live in... Oh, John! 
a, you did such a great job. You were very efficient, and I'm sorry you did not know those two questions or answers to those two questions. But you can try again tomorrow because we do it every day at twelve thirty on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Okay, let's go back and get those two questions. Okay, what is the name of Brandy and Monica's hit 1998 song? The boy is mine. Oh, I love that song. And Wayne and Garth live in what Illinois town? They live in Aurora, Illinois. Mm, party on, Wayne. Party on. And uh, now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items. Holly has brought for us. And is our friend Donna Valentine here to help? Hi. Hi. <laughs> in this segment, we call Blinded by the Item. Oh, yeah, I got to do that. Yeah. Hold on Blinded a second. Blinded by the idol. Hold on, I was just thinking. Blinded by the idol. I was like, NT Lawyer is a little tardy to the party with some of these blind items today. Mm-mm. But luckily, it's a Monday, which means we have a whole weekend's worth of celebrity gossip yes. mysteries to feast on, like this one. Nothing like always begging for privacy for your kids and keeping them out of the limelight and then saying yes to having their name blasted on a worldwide hit <gasps> song. Mm. Oh, oh, I got it. Do you got it? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a clue. Okay. So we know it's not Beyonce and Jay-Z. It is not Beyonce and Jay-Z. I will tell you whose uh, song it is. Would you like that? Mm. No? Fine. Is this a Justin Timberlake situation? Mm. No. Uh, Okay. Now you tell me. Taylor Swift. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, I did not dig that deep. Okay. Is that right, though, Holly? It's a Taylor Swift song, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. she is singing about whose children? Mm, Okay, hold on. Blake Lively. Oh, (laughs) oh, yes. Blake Lively and um, Ryan Reynolds' Reynolds kid. Because, you know, he won't tell you their name. He keeps it a secret. There it is. But then Betty and what's-her-face and... Exactly. Is that. it Betty? It's Betty. Yeah, good and we, job. And the reason we know Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' kid is named Betty is because of that Taylor Swift song. So here's the blind item. Nothing like always begging for privacy for your kids, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. And then keeping them out of the live light, limelight, but then mm. saying yes to having their name blasted in a song by Taylor Swift. Mm. Okay, mm. now I'm going to play the other side here for a second before you read the blind item. I mean, so what? I mean, they could put any name in there, and if it just happens to be their kid's name, it's not like they're revealing that their kid's name is Betty. Um. Okay, wait. I need you to say that again because I didn't understand it. <laughs> I mean, why do they have to approve a song with the name Betty in it and just to have the world oh, assume so that that's their kid's name? I actually think what had happened was um, because T-Swizz is buddies with Blake Lively um, and she's like obsessed with their children, specifically apparently Betty, and <laughs> Betty's an uber fan, she was like I'm going to put Betty's name in a song and then was like, hey guys, I put Betty's name in the song and they were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then they were like that's Betty's name in the song. So it wasn't like they were seeking approval. It was more like once it was in the song, then Ryan Reynolds and um, Blake Lively wanted to be close to that. Oh, because it's okay. like another There's... story about how they're besties with T Swizz. Oh, okay, so they put themselves into that story, and that's how we know that it is. Yeah, she pulled the name from their family. Yeah. Uh, how oh, old could yes. Betty be? That she's got to be like a toddler. Like I don't know, my you know, kids. Three? 
kids like music. Okay. Sorry I blew up. Kids, no, it's all good. Kids it's all like good. Music, yeah. <laughs> Blinded by the idol. They might even like celebrity gossip mysteries. Like the following. Uh, the A-list kids. manager might as well mm. give up being a butt-kissing hypocrite. Oh! The talk show host is going to quit. There will be no show for him to send his talent roster. Mm-hmm. The singer who will move up the list with her show mm-hmm. hates mm. the manager. Oh, so good. This is so good. Okay, so the other person would be Kelly Clarkson. Mm. Okay, yes. so I got the second part there. Now, Colleen, you seem to know who this well, is. Well, because this individual um, did like a whole Twitter experience this morning. Yeah. Uh, or at least I saw it this morning um, about like layoff, Ellen. Uh, and this person has had their acts. One act in particular um, is like a favorite of Ellen DeGeneres. And he has been on this show Umpty foo times. Okay, so this person is a It's the this is the talent manager and you know his name because he was in the news recently because of his uh tanglings with Taylor Swift who we just talked about. Oh, okay. So Scooter and not Braun the, there would be the per- oh. would be the manager. Mm-hmm. But who is he talking about? about? Who's what talk show host right now is getting a lot of flack for not being an amazing person. Ellen. Yep. Okay, so he, is. is he representing Ellen? No. no. He just is kissing her behind. Uh, I got it yeah. because he wants his axe booked on her show. Smooching her keister. Got it. Alright, let me fill in the blank for you so it all makes sense here. So Scooter Braun might as well give up being a butt-kissing hypocrite mm-hmm. based off of his post on Instagram defending Ellen and the Ellen Generous show. Ellen's gonna quit. It's just only a matter of time. There will be no show for Scooter Braun to send his talent roster to. The likes like Justin Bieber, right. Ariana Grande, right. all the links to the Kardashians, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't manage them, he's quite friendly with them at all. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson, who's going to take the li- take the mantle of being the daytime talk show host, does not like Scooter Braun. Of course. So his acts are not going to be on the show. So he's quaking in his boots. Yeah. Right. Because she's always been like Team Taylor. No. Oh, who? Oh, Kelly not Clarkson. Kelly, yeah, yeah, Kelly yeah. was actually giving suggestions to Taylor on how to right. keep her music hers. Correct. Got it. Juicy. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more quickie. Those in charge of the permanent A-list singer in quotation marks Mm. talk about stalkers and dangers to the singer because of the movement centered around her. But no examples are ever given. Oh, you know everything. Well, this one, see, the thing about it is you got to flex the muscle a lot. So always, always when NT Lawyer refers to the permanent A-list singer in quotation marks, it is one person. Okay. And it is always the same person. So think about somebody who who doesn't really sing but sings. Okay. And also has a whole movement centered okay. around her right Brittany. now. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Good job, Donna. Thank you. Let me fill in the blank for you quick. So those in charge of Britney Spears talk about stalkers and dangers to Britney because of the free Britney movement. But no examples are ever given. Mm-hmm. 
of actual stalkers hmm. or any kind of danger that Britney may be mm-hmm. under. So that's their way of working around like, oh, listen, we can't X, Y, or Z because, because we have to worry about stalkers. Mm-hmm. But then they don't ever have any concrete examples. Got it. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, NT Lawyer, I'm really con- or not concerned, curious about what his actual like thoughts are about Britney because he's gone it seems like kind of both ways but it seems more and more like he's falling on the side of something nefarious is happening behind the scenes well at the very least it seems like NT lawyer believes that people are in charge of Britney Spears in a way that doesn't necessarily behoove her as an individual Yeah, like they're taking some advantage of the situation if you will Donna Valentine thank you so much for helping I'm Bradley trainer and I'm Don McClain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With these blind items, will you come back again tomorrow? Yes, I will. You're Thanks the for best and me. I love you. And love I you think back. you're really you're neat. my best friend. All right. We'll be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. Have you ever wondered... How much sex the Golden Girls had? We have the answer when we come back on My Talk 1071. It almost seems like a shame that we're talking about the Golden Globes when Bradley, or Golden Globes, the Golden Girls when Bradley's not here on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, uh, he did the morning show this morning, so he's back from his trip. Jason's now gone, so we're kind of shuffling around, and and you'll be hearing a cavalcade of characters Ta-da! on the morning show. But when we lose one of us uh, to to the morning show, then then you know we just it's us. Then then we adjust. It's just us. you know. And Bradley's not here today, and we are going to talk about the golden Golden Girls. So can we send out a a long distance dedication? Oh, this is to a long friend, distance dedication to our friend Bradley Trainer. Let's yes. uh, let's sing along. Mm. And they had sex with them. Y'all, if you aren't, didn't already know, the Golden Girls were horny. I mean, that, 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 that actually was like part of what made that show revolutionary was that it showed women in their golden years, like, still getting their stuff, you know, still getting it on. Horny at any age. Horny. Horny at any age. Mm-hmm. So we all know that about the Golden Girls. That they were wild and frisky no matter what age they were. And that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why The Golden Girls is still a beloved show 30 years after it aired on NBC. Now, okay, so somebody actually did the footwork and figured out how many people each of The Golden Girls slept with. Yeah, because that's where we are at in 2020. I mean, listen, <laughs> people have some time on their hands. And I understand. I support this behavior. Yeah, so somebody has finally decided to rewatch the entire show for the sole purpose of tallying up how horny each Golden Girl was during the series. Okay, so can I just make an educated guess? Yes, please. Because it breaks it down, right? Well, it breaks it down. So let's break it down. We have four, four Golden Girls. We have Blanche. We have Rose. We have... 
Dorothy so, and Dorothy, Sophia. Sophia. Yes. Yep. So we have the four. So I feel like Blanche is going to be the most uh, active in the bedroom. I mean, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's so obvious. I mean, that was totally her character. Yeah. Of course, Blanche was the horniest. Okay, so how many? What was her number? Blanche's total victory tally Ah. in the sack was 143 men, but recent research actually indicates the real number might be higher at 164 men. Okay, I want to know what all those words meant. Recent research suggests <laughs> because so so what were the original poster got it wrong is what I'm to believe and somebody decided like that doesn't sound right. Well, I think that with Blanche, with Golden Girl Blanche, 143 men is the number of men she is directly referenced sleeping with. Ah, now the 164 number comes from if you count all the references that Blanche oh. makes to dates. And former flame. Okay, so if you are just assuming that if she went on a date with them, she got to fourth base. Exactly. Gotcha. She's horny. Get it? Yeah. Yes. I mean, go Blanche. I don't know that I'm surprised by that number at all because no. that was a very a strong part of her character. No. All right. So we're going through the horniness of the Golden Girls right now because somebody has actually compiled how horny the Golden Girls are. So, Colleen, who do you think... Is the second horniest golden girl. I'm gonna oh gee, see that's hard. Right, because we all knew that you know Blanche was easy. Right. I mean, I don't mean, <laughs> I mean Blanche was easy. I mean <laughs> what I'm saying is it was easy to know that Blanche would have the highest number. It was duh. It was a duh moment. Um okay. I'm oh see, this is hard because I feel like the right answer is gonna surprise me. Because I want to say Rose next, but I also don't think it's Rose. I think it might be Dorothy. Is that your final That'll answer? That'll be my Colleen? final answer. You are correct. Dorothy Yay. is the second horniest golden girl. She has 43 different people that she slept with, including her ex-husband, Stan. Oh. Um... 43. 43. Good, good on. That is respectable. That's a, that's a nice, hefty number. You have gone beyond counting on your fingers and your toes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next, I'm going to guess it's Rose. It's Rose. Okay. That's right. And how many, what's her number? Rose? I don't know why I find this number to be surprising, but maybe I'm just not that uh, intimate with Rose, so to speak. But Rose had 30 lovers. I love that. Despite waiting until marriage to lose her virginity. I mean, so. she got busy afterwards. She good for make, you, Rose. Good for you. Slow Get out there. Slow clap for Slow Rose. Slow clap for Rose. And finally, Colleen. Sophia. That leaves us with Sophia. Yes, Sophia. But not too bad for Sophia. This golden girl had 25 liaisons with different people. Mm. Mm. Do you know what it was? It what? was that wicker purse. Oh, I think that, like... <laughs> If you if you're having a hard time, you know, and the house coat. attracting a man into your life, get a wick, get yourself a wicker purse. Yeah, because you don't know what's inside the wicker purse, and guaranteed, someone's going to be curious. Somebody's going to gonna be curious, and, and they know how to get there. So that means, in total, the Golden Girls slept with two hundred sixty-three very lucky and men. The majority of those were so or were Blanche. I mean, yes. Blanche was responsible for more than half. 
Yes. You know, I want somebody to do the next step. Did, was there ever any overlap? Because I feel like there had to have been. Oh, you mean like if there is some Golden Girls swinging? Well, not like that, but like <laughs> inevitably one of them probably had a, a, a visit from the same one that another one did. You know who would have that answer, Colleen? Huh. That would Bradley, be Bradley Trainer. Trainer. Okay, well, we'll work on that one. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, I want to talk about being a Hollywood assistant with my friend Holly. She knows a couple things about it. And there's a couple articles that have come out recently. We'll talk. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.